Welcome to episode 50 of the Grip Strip Podcast. Who knew that uh, two guys that went and hung out on Facebook and uh, had similar opinions could go and make 50 episodes, and we got a lot more to come after this. Uh, my name is Philip Matthew. I'm here with my co-host, Joshua Fine. What's good, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, Phil. Uh, it's been crazy that we've actually got to 50 episodes um... I mean, I knew we would get there eventually. So now he has three consecutive wins at the mountain. Uh, now in the new uh, Supercars Championship, since Scott McLaughlin is now here. Also, Penske left, so now it's back to Dick Johnson Racing. The Dick Johnson Racing team did have a good weekend, but not as good as they probably wanted with their new duo. Uh, plenty to talk about there. NHRA is back this week with uh, the Gator Nationals. Uh, it's weird to say that the Gator Nationals is the opening race, but, you know, they are, that is the case this year. And then on top of that, John Force Racing will be back um, racing again. So that's cool. Um, Formula E ran in Saudi. And then, um, of course, IndyCar's testing. So there's a whole lot going on here. The racing season is taking off, and that's why, you need to listen to us here on the GSP because we cover everything. Um, we're not a one-trick pony. We also don't need to copy anybody else. We have our own deal. And we also have our own opinions because at the end of the day, I mean, Josh has got a great job, and he's a smart guy anyways, and he doesn't need to be here with me. And that's probably why he's going to go and join Joe eventually and probably do a go and do a side hustle. But either way, we're going to go and do this. Um, repping my Matt Tremont shirt here. Um, my deathmatch wrestling uh, favorite wrestler uh, running his own indie promotion now, but guy's an absolute beast. He's like Mick Foley Jr., except he never got the rep that he deserved. Um, either way, we're going to go and talk about something that is definitely not um, tough like Matt Tremont. Uh, something that's a lot like a cake eater and um, a cake eater that ended up winning. Um, oh, look at that. That's that's something. Uh, well, well, there's some news that's been uh, announced here that we'll probably bring up uh, during the just after the uh, Xfinity uh, recap. But we'll go into the Dixie Vodka 400. Uh, that happened last night and uh, saw uh, Willie B uh, go and take his second career Cup Series win, led the most laps. Rudy Fugel in his third start as a Cup Crew Chief is now a Cup Series winner um, at a track where, of course, Byron and him won a few years ago in a truck. Uh, Tyler Reddick finished second. Martin Truex Jr. finished third. Um, he was bitching and moaning about Denny Hamlin, but then it's Martin Truex. Um, it wouldn't be a race without him bitching about somebody. Uh, Kyle Larson finished fourth. Kevin Harvick gets another top five. Michael McDowell, the Daytona 500 winner, Michael McDowell, it still makes me want to dry heave. It has had three consecutive top tens. There's only two drivers in the Cup Series right now that have had top tens in every race in the three races so far. It's Kevin Harvick and Michael McDowell. 
Michael McDowell's fourth in points. Michael McDowell hasn't sniffed fourth in points in any racing series in about a decade and a half. Um, but he's doing it now with freaking Drew Blickensdorfer. Uh, no neck gets a top 10. Kurt Busch, Bowman, Kyle Busch, uh, no stage points. Uh, Denny uh, had to go tailback because they did, uh, they spelled that wrong. Look at that. Good job by NASCAR. Um, he had to go tailback because they made unapproved adjustments, got a second place in the second stage, but otherwise uh, pretty um, not not the usual performance out of Denny Hamlin at Homestead. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. I mean, Daniel Suarez, top 15 finish in his first race with the Camping World sponsorship with uh, Marcus Limonis. Uh, credit to that crew. I mean, uh, Trackhouse is doing work. Uh, he um, he sent a wheel chalk into somebody's balls earlier today at a school. So credit to that. Um, Brad Keselowski dropped like an anchor. He was eating hay and weed or whatever the hell um, freaking horses eat. Um, he was up there in the first stage, and then it went to hell in a handbasket. Uh, he's only a couple positions ahead of Chase Briscoe. Had a nightmare day, but made something of it. Um, yeah, man, William Byron, uh, Aaron Blaney's boyfriend went and, um, went out there and won a cup race. I'll tell you. Um, and he won it and it, and it won on, uh, it, it, he won it on merit. He was the fastest car. He was up there all day. Um, he came and I didn't even know, like, I just noticed this. He started freaking 31st and he did what he did. So, um, yeah, slick Willie B was definitely slick. He had, uh, he had a rocket ship last night, uh, at, uh, Homestead for sure. Yeah. I mean, for William Byron to win like that, I mean, he's got the rainbow paint job with, uh, Exalta there. It almost kind of looks like the old rainbow paint job from the late nineties with Jeff Gordon, how dominant that car was. And, no, I'm not making a Jeff Gordon, William Byron comparison. Dominant like Jeff dominant. Gordon, definitely not like the main scheme. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's a modern iteration on that. It's a you know, but but still, uh, I mean, I was not expecting William Byron to actually go out there and dominate like that. Like he wasn't really up there. Like I didn't notice him until the restart uh, right before the end of stage two, and then from there on, like he took the lead and kind of never never looked back after that uh so uh credit to his team for you know, figuring out the the track as they went along and uh as they went throughout that race and making the right adjustments that they need to make to keep up with the track as the transition from uh you know the mid-afternoon daylight uh down to uh the you know uh, sunset and dusk and all of that so uh good job by Rudy Fugel actually making the right adjustments there um, to do that. And, and um, you know, it was a good race for him, but also really good race for Tyler Reddick there. Um, and actually, you know, I think they would have had like 10 more laps on under green flag condition. I think William, or um, I think Tyler would have probably made a pass for the win potentially. And he probably could have gotten a little bit more closer than what he ended up being. Um, if, uh, he was able to get around uh, Kyle Larson and uh, Martin Jurex there at the very end. Uh, uh, 
uh, it was, uh, I guess, like, it looked like he was on pace, like, to potentially get up to Byron by the end of the uh, race there, but um, just wasn't, I think his lap times just weren't consistent enough to be able to consistently take a chunk out of uh, Byron's lead, but he had a good result, too. Um, he hasn't had quite the start to the year that maybe what he wanted to have, so uh, he's maybe getting back on track a little bit here uh, to start his season with Tyler Reddick there. Um, and then also, you know, we talked about uh, Michael McDowell finishing top 10 to start the season so far. And you have to think about like uh, not just Michael McDowell, but that organization um, they've had a increase in their uh, competition budget from years past. And then also, you know, this is the last year of gen six. So, you know, maybe with their support that they get from Roush Fenway, maybe, you know, they obviously they're probably more focusing on getting prepared for next year. And so they're probably more willing to, uh, uh, send out uh, cars or lease out cars uh, to uh, front row motorsports. So with that help uh, from them, uh, it's maybe not as surprising that uh, the front row car of uh, Michael McDowell is able to finish like this so far. So we'll have to see if he keeps it up. You know, I'm, he wasn't really like out front, but he was able to get it done. So we'll see what happens. And then also Chris Buescher, a really good surprise with him there uh, finishing or uh, winning the, the first stage. And then uh, second stage, he was still up there and led laps, but kind of fell off there towards the end. And then after the second stage, uh, just kind of dropped off like a rock, which I thought was interesting because Ryan Newman also finished top 10 and Chris Buescher just, uh, I guess, whatever happened to his car, maybe they lost the handle, couldn't keep up with the adjustments, whatever happened. Um, but it's kind of a disappointing end to his day, but still you know, pleasant surprise given how, the 17 cars run and how really Rosh Fenway's run uh, in the past, like, you know, five or six seasons up in the cup series. So good result for them. Um, but I mean, as for the race itself, not really that eventful per se, but at least it was a little bit more palatable than what we saw last year at Homestead with uh, this uh, configuration that we have in the cup series. Yeah. The 550 rules package sucks, but yesterday was something to me, you know, in terms of, the the ability for the guys to be able to race and make something happen more than a couple laps after a restart. Uh, pleasantly surprised. The fact that they're going to be running twice at Darlington and twice at Atlanta kind of makes me, you know, you know, feel good about where whatever they have with the 550 is. Um, I hope it holds. I don't think it will. Uh, probably will be whether it's because of what NASCAR does or because bad year, it isn't going to hold. Um, if they got rid of the BAS and gave them probably a hundred horsepower or 50 horsepower more, um, I think the likes of Tyler Reddick, the Kyle Larson's, Chris Bell's, I mean, Chris Bell had a bad day after winning his first cup race last week. Um, Kyle Busch was nowhere, but it's kind of becoming a thing, um, where without this practice and having to show up, Kyle Busch is not able to do anything. Uh, it's, it's weird considering how good he is. Um, you kind of knew that Kyle Larson was going to show up in this spot, but all the Hendrick cars are up there too. At some point during the day, the 48 was up there with Byer, with Bowman, course of 24 uh clyde had his moments during the day 
Um, and so, yeah, and Larson. I mean, so Hendrick was up there. There's a lot. Well, the one thing that I have to say, I, you mentioned it. I think you mentioned it, too, or someone mentioned it, where the parody, what's going on with the series, three different winners so far, three different manufacturers, yeah. two first-time winners. Um there's definitely an opportunity. I mean, there's no way that in my mind that there could be 16 different winners in the cup series. There really isn't because they have too many people that make the playoffs. If there was 12, then we'd be talking about something. If there was 10 or 12, because we're not, you're talking about, you know, you, you talk about Clyde hasn't won. Yeah, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano. Those are three of the guys that made the final four. And Denny Hamlin. None of none of them have won so far this year. The final four hasn't from last year hasn't won yet. You have Kyle Bush, Martin Truex, that's six. Then you go and I don't know, like I'm trying I'm I'm blanking out. Probably you think about Larson, probably, even though it's it's kind of hard to think. Because here's the thing Cliff Daniels has not closed as a crew chief in his cup career. And granted, you had Jimmy Johnson, but even like, that's the thing. Jimmy Johnson didn't win for the last three years of career. So now you have a guy who's not known as the greatest closer ever as a driver. And you have Cliff Daniels never closed as a crew chief. So that's a dynamic. You have Alex Bowman, who's won two cup races. And you don't know what's going to happen there. They're on and off. They're kind of iffy. You know, Blaney. Blaney's another one who you don't know what the hell you're going to get from week to week. Uh, I mean, you look at Stuart Haas, the rest of the team outside of uh, Kevin Harvick is kind of, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. I mean, Briscoe's a rookie driving the 550 package definitely doesn't fit his style, but he figured out some things yesterday night. Um, They were dead to rights early in the race, came back from two laps down to get a top 20. Uh, I think it's going to, he's going to mirror a similar season to what cold custard did, except he's better than cold custard. So that's my hope for him. You'll win rookie of the year and he'll probably get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, but that's my hope. Uh, I don't know right now, or early days, it's kind of a struggle, you know, after last year winning nine Xfinity races to get humbled this way and, freaking marissa sitting there and all the rough people i'm like yeah some of the stupid shit you put on twitter and social media add that plus the fact that your your husband um is struggling yeah it's gonna come back to you honey um but uh fundamentally i think you'll be fine uh long run cold custard uh what what the hell did he do yesterday he was up there um Custer, he finished in 23rd. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened to him because he was up there. Um, yeah. But then that's that's Cole Custer. I mean, at the end of the day, he's the reality is right now in regards to the current uh, point standings, if you look at from William Byron, who just won, so he's locked in, doesn't have to worry about it. Uh, from William Byron to oh, Richard is only uh, 14 points and there's 20 points between him and no neck. So, and that doesn't count guys 
Chastain is whatever. He tried to block Matthew Benedetto into the into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, you know, Suarez, who, I mean, he had a great car at Daytona. Um, didn't get the finish he probably deserved in the in the 500. Uh, I'm not sure what the hell he did in the road course, but he had a top. He had a great run yesterday. Redick, first good run of the year. Blaney, Briscoe, Almirola. Those yeah, are all. Runs. Those are all guys that are people that you would think would be in the in play for a possible playoff spot. Uh, you figure eventually the bottom's going to fall out on Ryan Priest and O Richard. And then Bubba hasn't really had a good run yet. So the 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 what do you call the bubble in this playoff is going to be um, interesting compared to uh, recent years. Even though they have way too many people in this playoff, uh, they ought to only have ten or twelve, and they should have that many races and that many cars. I think that's what it should be. They they had the format the format they had that jimmy won most of his championships on was the best format you have to perform over 10 races you do a reset that's that was a format 10 drivers or 12 drivers you do 10 races that was if you're going to do a playoff format even though you're not competing against the nfl um even though they think they are um they're not yeah it was the one that made the most sense that was the one that worked. It's the one that somehow or another had Tony Stewart, who was absolutely trash uh, prior to the playoffs in 2011. Um, he fired, what's his name? Uh, 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 the, um, Darian Grubb after New Hampshire. Or he fired Darian Grubb before Chicago or whatever. No, he fired him after the season. Yeah, but he basically had told him that he was done. He was done. Yeah. Around before Chicago or after whatever it is. Um, I think it was before Chicago. It explains what happened at Chicago. And then he dropped his pig of a girlfriend who ended up uh, marrying Stuart Friesen. Um, And he said he got rid of some dead weight. So then in two weeks, he got rid of his crew chief and the girlfriend. And then he went on a Hall of Fame run uh, to go and beat Royd Rage for that championship, which was, honest to God, the best Homestead race there's ever been to me. But then I'm biased, but that's the best Homestead race, just based on the restarts and the fact that he had to go back to front, I don't know how many different times, but um, it's a part part and parcel for why they should be running the championship there instead of freaking Phoenix, which is a shithole. They ruined that track, but yeah. One thing I want to bring up, though, you talked about the the parody thing. Well, the reason why I told you that is uh, so, you know, we talked about the Daytona 500 and Michael McDowell being you know basically a terrible driver well except for this year you know he's basically been a terrible driver his entire career first career win right and that was also the case with trevor bain and then michael waltrip right and now and the commonality between 2011 and well that's the commonality between those three years of the daytona 500 well if you look at 2001 and 2011 
those two seasons and in the last 20 years of NASCAR were the most competitive years uh, in terms of winners and parity. And that, that one, I think 2011 had like 17 different winners. Uh, 2001 had 18 different winners. So uh, if the trend continues for like, I guess every first year or every, yeah, yeah, first year of the new the new decade, um, then I guess this year we should expect around the same winners. Maybe we'll get 16 winners or we'll get 17 winners. It's hard to tell because the way this uh, format is with stage racing and uh, everything. And then also uh, since I feel like since the uh, the start of this playoff format, it's kind of there there's kind of been like a, a grouping, I guess, of who wins races. And it's always like the same three to four winners every year uh, across the different organizations. So it'll be interesting to see if we can get that type of uh, parity where we see more than 16 winners. And I think it will be possible. Yeah. That's something that if it happens, I would be completely for it because it would make the playoff a lot more intriguing uh, because you have to perform through the entire season to actually make it. Um, it also involves you have to get it multiple wins. Uh, Michael McDowell backed into one. Uh, you know, Chris Bell, he probably benefited some from other people's mistakes. And then William Byron, of course, coming up with his first proper win. It's, it's interesting to see. I figure one of the usual suspects will go out there at Vegas and win. It's a Pens. It's been known as a Penske track over time, a Ford track in general. So maybe the Roush Fenway cars bring it back to 2005 and randomly run up front, or you have the Toyotas, and between one of those three guys that hasn't won in Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Truex. One of them goes and shows up. I mean, there's definitely a lot of drivers here very early early in the season. And we're not taking, and we haven't taken into account the factors, Bristol Dirt. You have Coda. You have Darlington on Mother's Day for the throwback race. You have so many different races right now. You have Road America. You have Indy on the road course. There's a whole lot in this uh, schedule, um, Nashville super speedway, um, on concrete, which I'm sure is going to be a horrible race, but, um, because they're going to be on tires, they're going to be rock hard, but you know, there, there's definitely a lot of things which fit the, the trend and narrative that you're talking about, man, where we could have more, there's a possibility. I mean, it's not because the field is that deep. I don't think the field is as deep as it used to be back in either of those years. Yeah, I agree. But there's enough, like the cars are close enough and the drivers are close enough where we could be flirting with 12 to 14 winners, which then it becomes, you're going to have a real hard time making it on points. It's where the likes of Orion Priest, who's an open car, um, who's probably not really worried as much about the playoffs as to be able to go and make enough points to go and run the whole year. 
you have some of these other guys, Bubba Wallace, who's trying to act you in his first cup race and his first actual race since what, 2017, 18, whatever it's 20, yeah, it's 17. Yeah. The 2017 truck race at Michigan. Um, and then he got pranked by his best friend on the Monday after, but, um, for all those pieces of shit that say the bubble walls can't win races. Um, you know, the, there's a whole lot going on. I mean, honestly, it's, they, they trying to sell it as the best season ever, but it's interesting, man. And until formula one starts until IndyCar starts, this is what we have. And, uh, it's definitely working. Uh, we will see what they have at Las Vegas this weekend. It'll be a triple header. Uh, and we'll kind of figure out what's going on from there. Uh, in terms of the driver point standings, before we move on to the Xfinity series, Hamlin, of course, with all the stage wins he has so far this year, points leader, uh, Kevin Harvick, is second, 20 points behind, Logano third, McDowell fourth, Clyde in fifth. Good push! Uh, Chris Bell, uh, Young Money, uh, that Truax kid from Mayetta, New Jersey, Bubba Bowie, um, Bald Spot, Ryan Priest, uh, William Byron, uh, Cold Custard, Busher, and Bubba's on the bump. So, as I mentioned earlier, um, William Byron is only at 76 points, but he doesn't have to worry about it. He's already theoretically locked in. Um, but behind him, there are six guys within six points, which with stage points could go and change, can go and flip. So, that includes Kyle Busch. So, you would assume Kyle Busch is going to move up and get past all those people. Um, I would also think that the likes of Dylan and Priest will drop back. Um, I look at the, and you wonder when the bottom's going to fall out on Michael McDowell. As it stands right now, the momentum's good. So who knows? We'll see where it goes with him. The fact he has the Daytona 500 win is in his favor to go and make the playoff. But as Josh mentioned, you know, if a lot of guys kind of take off, it might be a struggle for him to go and make this playoff, but we will see. Um, Before we um, move on, a couple of news tidbits on J-Ski. For me, as a uh, Pocono Raceway uh, diehard, uh, Governor Tom Wolf uh, has now adjusted the uh, capacity for 20% capacity for sporting events. I would hope that between now and June, uh, that will change even more, might be more, um, which might open up the opportunity to possibly go to Pocono for one of the days uh, for the races there at their double header given the the weather and all that. So that came through uh, Super Bowl uh, because of uh, the 17-game schedule now, which is ridiculous. 
um, is going to um, move speed weeks back to where they were for many years. Uh, they they have they were on the third week of February for a while. Um, they had, had done it under the pretense of seventeen games before didn't happen. They moved back to uh, late, uh, what do you call Valentine's Day this weekend, this past or this year, and um, it looks like they're going to move it back just so they can go and uh, compensate for the Super Bowl that will be in. Um, there's a Super Bowl 56, which will be in uh, L.A. next year, which will be probably Al Michaels' last game as an announcer. Uh, we'll go to the Xfinity Series, which sees another cake eater. I mean, it isn't that isn't the biggest story, honestly, from this race, but uh, Myatt Snyder, whatever the hell a Myatt is, um, Winning in the RCR number two, which isn't shocking since um, Tyler Reddick did that a couple of years ago. Um, and Tyler Reddick, I mean, we kind of know sold Tyler Reddick in the um, review uh, because he was so pissed off yesterday. Uh, two years in the Cup Series, he finished fourth after coming from tailback, finished second coming from tailback, and under the green made up, I think, 15 seconds under that green flag run. And as you said, 10, if he had 10 more laps, I think he would have won his first cup race. But I think it's the start of something big for uh, uh, Tyler Reddick. Um, and if, if it isn't going to work here, I think uh, Roger Penske is probably going to be calling him to go and uh, take over a certain car. Um Myatt Snyder wins the Contender Bolts 250 at Homestead for his first career Xfinity win and his first win in the Big Three Series. Uh, Brockshot Jones finished second. Daniel Hemrick, after running over one of his pit crew guys, uh, finished third. Jeb Burton and the Cheddar. So Cheddar's had a great weekend, two top fives. Gumby won the second stage, led the most laps, but wasn't able to um, come through. Um, I think he had some, I'm trying to remember what the hell happened, but with, with Gumby, but um, Haley, Brett Moffitt, who had a great car and uh, Ryan Sieg, Jeremy Clemens and Josh Berry finished top 10. Uh, Riley Herbst, who's got awful. Finished 11th, J.J. Yaley in a Rick Ware car, top 15. Uh, Annette, A.J. Adderall-Mendinger led to second most laps, but wasn't able to get the finish. Uh, Landing Castle actually got stage points in second stage, finished top 20. The 40, and he split the two guys that were in the way, the 44 and the 48. David Starr was on the lead lap running 12th before he got run over um, by, uh, I guess, I mean, this is the thing. Uh, Tyler Reddick was finished second um, and was definitely a car that could have won this race, but he failed inspection. Harrison Burton blew an engine early, uh, 
Allgaier had issues, accident. Ty Dillon has had, he ran, he caused a wreck at Daytona and now had a radiator. He had leaks, so it's brutal after Ty Gibbs went and won in that car. Um, there's a lot of kind of moving parts in this uh, Xfinity race, Josh, but Myatt um, Snyder, it's Myatt Snyder wins after Gagson did his usual thing. And he's still probably bitching and moaning because he's a pussy um, about um, David Starr. And um, I give credit to to Carl Long, to David Starr, to all the people with the MBM basically ethering him because he's such a piece of garbage. And if it means that I'm not going to have sponsorship or abs on whatever, I don't care. I don't like Noah Gregson. I never will like Noah Gregson. He's a terrible person. He's he's a he's a disgusting um, example of human life. The way he treats women, the way he behaves. His father has also murdered people. So at the end of the day, he's not a very good person, and um, he also has figured out a way to choke away races pretty epically. I mean, it makes sense that he drives for junior motorsports because Justin Allgaier is good at that sort of thing, too. Um, you know, and Michael Annette never will be. So it's it's kind of it kind of works out. You know, I mean, I know it kind of hits close to home for you, Josh, you know, the way the June bug, <laughs> June bug used to choke away races for years or not yeah. not exist. But. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know which angle you want to take. Do you want to take the Snyder angle or the Gagson going and running over David Starr angle? But whatever. It was crazy well, Xfinity race. I mean, the Xfinity race I mean, was also uneventful uh, for the most part, except for Noah Gregson basically running into uh, David Starr at the very end. And then that, in turn, basically gave the uh, opportunity for uh, my Snyder to win the race. So there's both angles right there that Snyder was basically a beneficiary to Gregson's um, unfortunate uh, incident there. And, you know, and then he was able to uh, have a good restarts there at the end to be able to win the race. And I mean, Tyler Reddick got disqualified, so he wasn't going to be a factor there anyways. But uh, I mean, for Gregson there, like, I mean, he had the race covered. And I know we were talking about it on Saturday, like he could have been a lot more careful uh, in the last couple laps because he had uh, like an eight second lead there and he could have taken it easy. And I mean, I don't know if he was because I, I, I thought they said that he kind of was and they were very close on fuel. Um, but even regardless of that, like it's hard to be able to avoid an accident like that that just happens like at an instant um uh, I mean, he could have, like, even then, like, I felt like watching that replay, like, could have slowed down a little bit um, and been able to react faster to uh, uh, David Starr's flat tire there. And, uh, I mean, but then again, like, you know, you commit to the top and that's where you're kind of going to be at. And we've seen that at other tracks, too. It's not just this, like, I mean, there is Matt Kenseth and the, I don't know, Landing Castle or whoever it was at Bristol, like, in 2013 or 2014 like the spring race there like the same type of incident happened there where it took out the leader but it wasn't like with three laps to go this was like in the middle of the race like you know lap 300 or something but i mean i remember that incident but um uh i mean that's tony stewart and matt kenseth the helmet incident 
at well, that was 2012. Too. Yeah, so, yeah. That, but but I mean, the it was like with a lapped car or like a car that was like not competitive at all. It was like that 33 Circle Sport car or whatever from 2013 or whatever. But uh, all Geyer had yeah. one at Bristol in the 46 car when he was driving for, yeah. for um, Michael Annette, and I forget who he took out. It was like Kyle Busch or somebody. It was, yeah, it was Kyle Busch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was Kyle Busch there, and and then I, I remember that one too. But yeah, just that type of incident. Yeah, that was Bristol, and it's a short track, so I guess more likely. But still, even at Homestead, things like that can happen. Um, so I mean, Gregson, I guess he could have slowed down, but I mean, it's hard to commit. Like I said, and I mean, I've experienced that too in I racing, where you're, you see an accident happen, you kind of like commit to a line where you think you're going to go and then you still get caught up into the incident thinking, you know, thinking that you're going to be able to avoid it, but then they spin up and down or up into the path that you decide to, to take. And so I can see that. And then I, mean, I can understand his frustration there, but I mean, he went way too hard on David Starr. Like he just like went uh, full send. Uh, yes. In his interview, just completely dumping on uh, David Starr when it was completely unnecessary. And I mean, nobody on his team, like they, they all enabled him to basically talk like that because they all had the same feeling, but you know, this crew chief's got to do a little bit better job of uh, keeping him a, li- a little bit more grounded. I mean, certainly being able to leave room for frustration there. Um, but there, I think anybody would have been frustrated, but like, you know, don't, don't go out like completely dumping on the uh, David star and then continuing to carry that on on social media. But then again, also though, that uh that interview there was kind of hilarious the way he was able to plug bass pro shops and black rifle co- uh, coffee company like three different ways or four different ways he was able to um plug them in his interview to vent his anger so give him credit there for figuring out how to work his sponsors into his uh, post-race interview there and make it at least kind of entertaining there t- uh to to watch um it was i mean that was it was a little humorous to me but you know, I mean, unfortunate for Gregson there, but uh, Snyder uh, gets the benefit, gets his first career win, and then makes the playoff uh, on top of that. And and now we'll have to uh, watch what he does throughout the season. Uh, and if, if he uh, can continue to be a, a top 10 contender throughout the year in the Xfinity Series. But as far as this race, um, I mean, there wasn't like a whole lot of action, but still uh, just, you know, the ability to use the high line, which I think, in this series, uh, a lot more effective, um, or it has a lot more impact than the cup series, but, and, um, you know, sometimes the races, uh, are just as good, even when there aren't, uh, as many, I guess, incidents or events that happen throughout the race. But, um, you know, it was definitely, this one definitely had a lot more story, I guess, than the cup series. Uh, I think you're on mute here. Yeah, so in regards to, yeah, Snyder going and getting that win, uh, credit to him, credit to RCR going and um, taking advantage of the um, whatever you want to call Gagson doing, um, doing Gagson things. Uh, I was I was sitting at the bar watching that race and I was kind of teaching some of my friends about NASCAR and I was like, oh, here we go. Gagson's going to finally win at Homestead. And then he freaking center punched. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm friends with, uh, or at least I'm Facebook or Twitter friends with 
somebody who works on the Carl Long team. And for that's the best run I think David Starr's had in yep. 15 years or whatever the hell. I don't know. But they were running really good on merit. Would have gotten a top 15, would have been huge. Um, and then cuts a tire or whatever the hell, quartered a tire, whatever it is. I mean, that, that pussy was bitching about it today. He's like the Paul Tracy of a freaking NASCAR. It's that I, I, I compared him to him or Rittenhouse or Madison Cawthorn. I forget. There was like a conversation I was having with somebody else. Um, another one of my Twitter friends about how, how these stupid morons on that side, um, behave or think or lie or whatever. And black rifle coffee kind of helps with that. I think that's where the written house thing came up, but, um, you know, in regards to, um, his behavior and the way he just keeps on doubling and tripling down, like if I'm Dale jr. I'm like sitting this piece of shit down and saying, dude, there's so much bad that you have against you PR wise. And you're not, no matter how theoretically, you know, unfiltered you may be as somebody who is unfiltered myself. um, You can't get away with talking crap about people the way that he does, you know, like Tony Stewart could do it. Because he could, he could make it work, you know. Like Jeff Gordon, like there's a certain they level. Got the hardware, yeah. Hardware has to happen for you to be able to talk that kind of crap. The fact is, most of the Xfinity garage would beat the living crap out of Noah Gregson for for fun. Um, I forget who it was. He got into it with Harrison Burton. Harrison Burton's a little bitch, so it's not like like if it was Ward or if it was if it was. He wouldn't have been having that same fight if it was freaking Jeb. One, because Jeb is bigger than him. Two, because Jeb was raised by Ward Burton. Three, um, Jeb would have probably power bombed that MFR through like a table. And I'm wearing, and I'm going like full like deathmatch wrestling because the fact is, Noah Gregson needs to be like hit with a chair um, and then put through like light tubes. And tape, flaming tables, maybe thrown off the top of a building. Like, that's what has to happen. Um, he needs to be humbled, um, old country way. Um, Freaking, like, Iron Sheik has to do him old country way. That's the only way that this douchebag... Uh, it must be a Las Vegas thing, because it's like the, the Bush brothers are douchey. Um... You know, the only one that isn't a douche is Brendan Gone, but then he's like fat. So it's like whatever. <laughs> and and the fact is Brendan Gone has a story and he's like really funny and he's a really good guy. And he got screwed for the truck series championship because of Jimmy Smith and freaking Alabama man won the truck series title because Ted Musgrave shit the bed. You know, like other than that, the Bush brothers are douchey. You have freaking Gagson's douchey. Riley Herbst can't drive a hot nail through snow. Um, he's going to close the 98 car because he's so awful. Um, he's worse than freaking Chase was in his rookie year. 
Um, he's fucking awful. I, I, he's literally the Quinn. He's Quinn Huff with monster money. Like that's literally what he is. And he's like four foot seven. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like the trifecta. He has like, he's, he's a midget, except it's not like you can be cool being a midget. He can't drive. Um, and he, I mean, oh my God, what a waste. Like, I wish, I wish, um, I forget who the crew chief is for uh, the 98 car, but uh, I wish he would have went up with Chase to the Cup Series, similar to what uh, Gibbs did when he went and hired this young guy from the Northeast to go with this rookie driver out of uh, uh, Rushville, Indiana. He went and put two rookies together, and it worked out pretty good. 33 wins and two championships uh, proves that. Um, Zippy was a Northeast guy, came from the Bush North Series, worked with Stub Fadden um, and other people. Uh, that's what they should have done. They should have taken Boswell um, and moved him up to the Cup Series, honestly. And they could have put Klaus Meyer or whoever the hell they wanted to on the Xfinity side with Gags or whatever, Riley Herbs, because you or I could crew chief for Riley Herbs. It doesn't matter because he's going to wreck a race car three quarters of the time anyway, because he's a piece of shit. Um, the, let me go over here. Let me just check the points, points, points. So Gumby has a pretty big lead, a 29 point lead. Uh, in overall standings, Hemrick, Jeb Burton, Bruckshot Jones, Haley, Harrison Burton, Clements, Brandon Brown, AJ Adderall-Mendinger, Riley Herbst, and Landon Castle, who is tied with uh, sympathizer Kyle Weatherman. Ryan Sieg is two points back. Uh, uh, fellow sympathizer Joe Graff Jr., I mean, I would like to like Joe Graff Jr. because he's from Jersey, but he's awful. Um, in regards to other people that are running a full season, Michael Annette is outside of the playoff. He's five spots back right now. He's nine points back of the cutoff. Um, outside of that, all Geyer. Allgaier and Gagson are buried right now. You have, yeah, those two guys are buried as well. Uh, trying to look at the rest of Earnhardt. Mm, Tell nobody's. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Earnhardt fucking sucks. I mean, I guess we every, everybody knew that. But. Ryan Vargas is in 28th and He's probably going to need to call up his buddy Alvin Kamara there and ask for more sponsorship, and maybe he can improve his standing there. We'll see. Yeah, Vargas is a good guy, but they're, that that team is freaking god awful. It makes it makes what Ross Chastain did with them all the more impressive because whatever the bottom fell out on those guys a while ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll go from. That we're gonna go and talk about Las Vegas. Triple header uh will be at Vegas 
this uh, coming weekend. Uh, but we'll go into the first, I think, I don't know if we did the roundup earlier at, at any point so far this year. It makes sense. It's March 1st. We might as well go into the roundup. Uh, first uh, version of 2021 GSP roundup. Uh, we have IndyCar or you have Indy cars going on. We have supercars. Um, I'm going to go and bring up the uh, schedule just so I can uh, do my proper service to you all um, in regards to last weekend's events. Um, in uh, Formula E, we had we have those results, the Arctic Rally. Uh, we had that NASCAR TCR, you know, whatever. That's fine. That's you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, in regards to the GSP roundup, we had uh, Saudi. We had two races in Saudi to start the year under the lights. Uh, Nick DeVries won for Mercedes on uh, Saturday or Friday night, which worked out as Friday night. Uh, here, Eduardo Matara for Venturi finished second, so the the um, battle of the uh, Wolf family, since uh, Toto Wolf runs the Mercedes team and Susie runs the uh, Venturi team. Mitch Evans finished third. Rene Rast uh, finished fourth for Audi, Team Apt. Uh, they're not actually Audi anymore. They're just team app. Pascal Verline moves to Porsche, finishes fifth. Alexander Sims runs for Mahindra. So for me as a brown guy, pretty cool. Um, Andretti Autosport uh, struggled in this race. Uh, Gunther fell out. Jake Dennis and the other car only finished 12th. Antonio Felix da Costa, defending uh, series champion, world champion, Antonio Felix da Costa only finished 11th uh, in this uh, first race. Tachita definitely struggled him and John Eric Vern, uh, multiple former champion in this series. So that's something. In regards to the second race, da Costa recovered and then he finished third. Uh, Sam Bird, first uh, weekend for Jaguar, uh, wins. Robin Fines for Virgin, uh, taking over uh, Sam Bird's spot, goes and finishes second. And then uh, mentioned Antonio Felix da Costa, Sergio Sete Camaro, and Nico Muller in the Dragon Penske Autosport cars. Uh, finished fourth and fifth, Oliver Turvey, Oliver Rowland, Lucas DeGrassi, former champion of the series, Nick DeVries, and Pascal Verline, along with his teammate, Andre Lauderer. Um, Alexander Sims struggles 15th. Cassidy, the Super Formula and Super GT beast, um, making his world stage debut. Um, in Formula E, uh, not a great weekend. Um, Alex Lynn, also from Mahindra, struggled. Gunther, brutal weekend for him. The Andretti Autosport team 
definitely struggled. Eduardo Matara didn't even start the second race after finishing second in the first race. So kind of crazy. Um, next race will be in April. So plenty of time between now and then. Uh, it'll be Rome, then Valencia, Monaco will be the next three races of the uh, Formula E championship, but it'll be a while. Uh, probably is going to get buried uh, for us on this show. Uh, second race of the World Rally, or second rally of the World Rally Championship, uh, saw Otanak uh, win in uh, his Hyundai. Hyundai got uh, three of the top four spots. Cali Rovanpera in the Toyota finished second. Thierry Neuville, third. Craig Breen, fourth. And um, Toyotas and Hyundais take up the top seven spots. Oliver Solberg finished seventh. Uh, makes me feel old. It makes me feel really old that um, Oliver Solberg is now in the World Rally Championship since I remember rooting for his dad, Petter Solberg, when he won World Rally Championship. Uh, yeah, it's 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 disconcerting for sure um but yeah you know world rally championship their next race is going to be a month and a half nearly two months from now in croatia and then they'll have another month between that race in portugal then there'll be a short gap between that and italy um they'll be running kenya estonia we got some different ones this year compared to the usual on um, the World Rally Championship for sure. Um, in regards to the IndyCar series, which I'll bring Josh back in, uh, Paddle Award uh, led the test today. Uh, small test, both Honda and Chevy involved. Uh, you had Elio Castro Dash Neves making his debut for Meyer Shank. You had Juan Pablo Monterrier making his debut for Arrow McLaren. Um, Renus VK, of course, he had a good run uh, a few days ago uh, for Ed Carpenter. You have the two Dale Coin racing cars there. Um, I know that testing isn't really a what you you can't really put a full bit on testing, but we have some information so far. Uh, certain cars have, or certain drivers have seemed to be able to perform, um, and so I think Paddle Award is somebody that we honestly have to look at for this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Pato last year, I, you know, he was very good in uh, his car. I mean, I think besides, you know, Joseph Newgarden and Scott Dixon, I thought he was one of the better uh, drivers in the series. And, um, you know, he should have won a couple more races than he did. Um, and like, you know, he was last year at Road America, he should have won that race uh, and he didn't. Um, and I think, this year, especially with uh, the kind of background that he's been able to put together uh, throughout last year, I mean, I think 
this this season should be a, a year where we expect him to compete for you know many wins i think throughout at least the road course schedule and then you know maybe like the short ovals like uh you know iowa i think he, he should be definitely a contender there as well um and this test proves that they've got their stuff together when it comes to the road courses so you know when we get to uh barber uh when we get to uh, st petersburg um indy road course to start out the year I think uh, awards should be definitely one of the uh, favorites uh, in each of those races. And I would expect him to at least contend for podiums uh, and, you know, potentially lead laps in there, if not win. So I I expect a lot from uh, this team uh, this year. And, uh, you know, I think for the other teams that were there, um, I mean, hey, look look at our, our friends, uh, Rick, Ware, Rick Ware Racing, actually, uh, I mean, having the third best time. But, of course, it was a small uh, group of people there. But, hey, they actually were somewhat fast for once. Of course, it was just Dale Coyne Racing, though, with, uh, with Rick Ware Racing um, uh, there. And then Ed Jones, uh, he had good speed there, too, the second fastest time. Um, expect a lot out of him too this year. Um, you know, he hasn't had the, um, I mean, he, he wasn't in the series like last year and, uh, full time, kind yeah. Of, yeah, full time. So I think, you know, being back with Delcoin, uh, I think that that should be good for him. Uh, F- Felix Rosenquist, um, I, I think he, he'll definitely, if paddle word is able to put up good results, um, I think Felix Rosenquist shouldn't be that far behind in being able to compete uh, for, you know, podiums and things like that. Uh, JPM back in the series, uh, at least maybe for the Indy 500, um, definitely a little bit down on the charts, trying to get reacclimated into uh, IndyCar, uh, getting used to driving the, you know, for Aero McLaren there. So um, not sure like what the full extent of his uh, IndyCar uh, season will be, but um, it, you know, if he is able to make some spot or starts here and there, uh, should be should be interesting to see. And then Elio is going to be back and um, with Meyer Shank, um, lowest on the charts, but uh, you know he's also kind of got to get reacclimated into IndyCar racing. So uh, expect a lot from him too. If you know maybe this is his last gasp uh, in his career, and he's able to put up some good results here and there throughout the season. Uh, hopefully, he's able to do that. So, um, a lot of lots to take away from this test, uh, even though there is only a small number of teams. And I think the you know, the biggest thing, like we talked about, is just uh, the speed with Powell Award and with Aaron McLaren Racing as a whole organization. Yeah, I think McLaren as a whole uh, across both the IndyCar program and F1, now that they're back with uh, Mercedes, uh, those are two teams that are going to be able to do a lot of work this year. There's going to be a lot of podiums, I think, on both on both sides of the aisle. Uh, I think Daniel Ricardo and Lando are going to have good years, but I also think Paddle Ward and Felix Rosenquist are going to have a great um, year Chevy needs a second team to perform I think Renus VK is definitely a wild card for 
if he if he's able to put everything together, absolute beast, uh, just like Pato or just like Oliver Askew should be in IndyCar still. Um, Rosenquist took a leap of faith, but um, I don't know if he's hedging towards possibly going back to F1. I don't know what his call was there, but um, I think it isn't a bad move on his his end because being in the Ganassi second car next to Scott Dixon is not the greatest thing uh, unless your name is Dario Franchitti. Um, even Dan Weldon struggled, uh, God bless his soul, but he was, and he was probably one of the only ones I was really able to hold up to Scott Dixon, uh, him and, but really Dario was the only one that really did anything. Uh, otherwise, you know, Tony Kanaan sucked. um, other guys sucked. it's whatever. I mean, we'll see what, um, what's his name, uh, forgetting his name now um uh, the guy that uh drove the 55 car of course oh, alex palau yeah alex palau yeah so alex palau is going to be in the 10 car uh fully funded and he won't have to bring all of his money with the honda money but alex palau you have uh you have uh the eight car uh with the Marcus Erickson. Marcus Erickson. And then of course uh Jimmy and uh Tony. That 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 Jimmy Johnson car, I'll tell you. That Carvana car, it may not be up front, but it looks great. Um he was getting a lot of crap because of his uniform, but dude, I never thought there'd be a day where I'd actually be rooting for Jimmy Johnson. But I have actually become a Jimmy Johnson fan. I, uh, I guess hell's freezing over, maybe. But uh, Jimmy Johnson, I've become a big time Jimmy Johnson guy because he's really—he's not only good with social media, but he's aware and he cares. And and fundamentally, like you can buy, like he's a cake, like you would say he's a cake eater, but. Like he's a Streisand, but like it's it's like freaking forty year old virgin when her when when um the hell Paul Rudd's like freaking Matt Damon's a Streisand, but I like him in this like when he was talking about whatever one of the Bourne movies and he's sitting there in the TV, whatever. Like that's the thing. Like Jimmy Johnson's like a Streisand, but fuck. Like he's a badass. Like he's been doing this since he was fifteen years old driving Mickey Thompson series. Like I was watching that on YouTube a few days ago. <laughs> Freaking Jimmy Johnson at 15 years old and like a, in a, what do you call like a, some sort of super 1600 thing. So he's a beast. And uh, I hope that he figures it out. And I also hope he gets to run the Indianapolis 500. There's just something about a guy of his stature, of his of his ilk to be able to run this race. It's something that like Jeff Gordon would probably freak out because he's like, Oh, I bet you Jeff will be there. Fat felon. All these people would be there. If Jimmy ran this race, not this year, I'm sure it's going to happen next year. I feel like it's something that we're going to say on this show 
and I I would it, there's not going to be a bet, but I feel like as a walk off for Jimmy, he's going to be able to run this race, whether it's for Ganassi or whoever. He has a two year deal. Um, I don't know if Tony Kanaan's going to hold on after this year. I don't think he will because he's been pretty awful for yeah, a I while. Think this is Tony's last uh, season. Yeah. As a content or as a driver in the series, I think he's going to get a good gig at NBC. Hopefully, um, they send Paul Tracy into the abyss because he deserves to go there with Santino Ferrucci um, into the, and they should just bury him both ass up because that's what they're about anyway, um, or mouth first since they're probably should be in prison with some of their logic and thinking. Um, I'm just, uh, let's see here. Okay. So Barber Motorsports Park will be the opener. So that's like six weeks away. And then it'll be uh, St. Petersburg. They'll be running two races at Texas, Indy Road Course, and of course, the Indianapolis 500, which um, the captain wants to have a full crowd there. So, um, we will see where the vaccines and everything are at by May 30th. And considering it's Indiana, I'm sure most of them will want to take the vaccine. So I don't know how the hell that's going to work. But uh, we'll find out how that all goes uh, accordingly. Uh, let's do that. Do that right there. Um, NHRA is back. Uh, 2021. Camping World uh, Drag Racing Series. Marcus Limonis is an absolute god in regards to motorsports. People want to hate on him. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, he is figuring out a way to go and support all these series. If it wasn't for him, NASCAR wouldn't have sponsorship for a bunch of their races. Um, you know, you, you, it's just it's just crazy, you know. I don't know about you, Josh. I don't know if you're going to go down to Gainesville, but um, uh, that there's there's nothing like, honest to God, there's nothing like going to an NHRA race for me. Um, other than, I mean, I've said this, and I'm gonna, I'm looking at you right now. Like, other than other than sex, there's there's nothing like watching um, a car. Like either a top fuel or funny car <laughs> launch, like either they light it up or when they launch off the starting line, it's sex or really like amazing food. And then it's, <laughs> it's nitro. It's nitro for me. And I'm glad I got to look that. I got, I got a laugh. Out of it. So I got a, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> that's yeah. there there's just something about and then the fact is when you talk about Gainesville um it's one of the legendary tracks uh you have Kenny Bernstein ran 300 miles an hour he broke the 300 mile an hour barrier there in 1992 uh it's a great racetrack one of the best you know you think about big daddy Don Garlitz you think about all the legends uh Gainesville is one of the big ones we used to have one right up here like literally 40 minutes away from me in English town. And then the shitheads that live around the track went and got the track closed. 
Um, you know, like Gainesville this weekend is going to be huge. Um, I'm two I'm weekends. two weekends. Yeah. On, oh, geez, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I'm jumping. I'm jumping the gun because uh, I was thinking it was this weekend. I keep on thinking, it was, like I thought it was last weekend. They go, oh, God, freaking NHRA schedule. Yeah, it's 11th to the 14th. It'll be the same weekend as uh, I think the 12 hours of Sebring. So it'll be they're gonna have problems in regards to <laughs> fans, but. I'll tell you, you sh- you, you'll have an, you'll have a debate whether if you're going to go to Sebring, you might as well go to Sebring. Sebring's a better party, honestly. Sebring got some family stuff there uh, that weekend, I think. But I mean, if I didn't, I would definitely go to one or the other. Yeah, Sebring. I want to go to Sebring, like in the worst way. I mean, I, I, I'd rather. I mean, I'd rather go to Sebring. I, I, I'm going to Watkins Glen for the six hour one of these years. Because sports cars, it's a better look. Um, but yeah, so we will um, transition into the uh, previews here. Um, there you got. Yeah, I'm gonna go and click on that right there. Bucked up 200. Where the fuck hell is? Um, we'll start with the truck series. Uh, bucked up 200. Uh, fan favorite Connor Daly uh, will be driving in uh, the truck series race this time at Las Vegas. Of course, last time he drove, he went against his buddy uh, Travis Pastrana, but this time uh, he'll be on his own. Connor Daly will be in the number 44 truck. Josevar, Moffitt, Kyle Busch. Uh, I just I just said my pick. Um, uh, he's mad. Um, he's like Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit is here and he's really mad. Uh, so is Kyle Busch. Um, I'm trying to look at who else is in this field. David Gilliland. Uh, Jordan Anderson's not running for points. I don't know why he's not running for points because he's not going to be in an Xfinity race on, for a while. Uh, Sheldon Creed's a low, theoretical local. Chris Wright. Uh, Chris, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, God bless him. Uh, and thank you, Jesse, for your service. Uh, Jesse Uji, I mean, granted, for him to not have PTSD, I mean, he served and he doesn't have PTSD from serving, let alone PTSD from knocking the wall down at Las Vegas in his qualifying run. I mean, credit to him to show up and be in the way uh, this weekend um, on Friday night at uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Blowjob McLeod's going to be driving the other uh, Reum truck, so that he'll be doing double duty at least. He might be doing triple duty for all I know. Um, I didn't know Brian Keselowski is working for Dawson Cram, but that's something makes me kind of respect Brian Keselowski more. Uh, former uh, guest on the show. Hopefully we can get him back. I don't know if he would. 
probably not because of politics or whatever. Uh, Christian Eckes Christian will be in the 98. Uh, Parker Kligerman will be probably starting tailback. Tyler Hill driving to 56. Um, I just hear what does the Kurt say when I say the number 56. Um, other than that, it's whatever. They, they ran at uh, Daytona Road Course. Um, Bill Lester, yeah, that's some news. Bill Lester uh, is trying to come back at like age 90 for whatever that's worth. Um, for the people that don't like coloreds, that's probably not going to work for them. But um, Ben Rhodes is a points leader by nine over John Hunter. Sheldon Creed, four points back behind that. Chandler Smith. Uh, Matt Crafton, Hosevar, Lassard Robaugh, Johnny Sauter, Ryan Truex, who's tied with Todd Gillen and Austin Wayne Self. Uh, fuck Austin Wayne Self. I mean, he bangs Jordan Anderson's sister, which kind of makes you wonder about Jordan Anderson. Um, Cody Roper. Is eight points back. End finger. He's not running all season. Derek Krause, eleven points back. Friesen, twelve. Brett Moffitt, fourteen. And Zane Smith, fifteen. But I think Zane Smith's going to win at some point this year, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Austin Hill's effing buried, so that might be something. Um, with all that, I, I. I've already picked Kyle Bush. I don't. I don't really care. Um, I don't know about you, Josh, uh, but I, I'm just gonna. It's it's an automatic. As long as Kyle Bush is an Xfinity or a truck, I'm gonna pick him. But I don't know about you. I don't blame you on that. Uh, I think with this race, uh, it's easy to pick Kyle Bush with how he always is in Xfinity and truck. But you know what? I'll go with uh, John Hunter Nemechek. You know the other capable driver in KBM uh, that has cup experience, Xfinity experience. Uh, why not? You know, and it's in the same organization, you know, similar setup more than likely. Uh, yeah, I think John Hunter Namajek, he's been running pretty good so far this season. Uh, why not let the uh, good runs continue? And maybe he uh, comes out to Las Vegas and pulls out a win here. And uh, a Kyle Busch car wins, but it's not Kyle Busch. Yeah, I I just noticed something on this entry list that uh, Enfinger is running for Cody Robaugh's team in the nine, which is something. Um, He has former Winston West Series champion Doug George as his crew chief. Uh, He's been up there with the big dogs as well as a crew chief, Doug George. So that's going to be interesting. I think Enfinger... I'm not saying that he's my wild card because that team, who knows what their equipment really is. Uh, John Hunter is a great pick. I think eventually with him and Eric Phillips, they're going to start winning races. It may not be right now, but they're going to win a lot of races. Um, For me as a wild card, um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with uh, Todd Gilliland, uh, not because I think that 
he's good on the one and a half milers. I just think eventually at some point this is all going to come together for Todd Gilliland. Um, and if he's able to do that, then he's going to get a win and it would be, it would be a good spot for him to go and win a, uh, win a race. Because I think this truck series, when you bring it down to simplest terms, there's way more spots than, uh, or way more drivers and actual spots um, in this playoff. And so far, Ben Rhodes has won the first two races. Do you have a wild card pick before we go over the Xfinity side? Yeah, I think the wild card more than likely is probably Sheldon Creed. Since I already picked John Hunter, which probably would be a, a realistic wild card given Kyle Busch being in this race. That's but stretching I, the wild card for yeah. both of them, but it's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I picked, you know, I, I picked someone who's a contender, and I think, you know, I mean, if we're, I mean, I expect Kyle Busch to go uh, lead 95% of the race. Yeah. I mean, that's what I expect, but, uh, I mean, John Hunter, you know, he, I think he could win too, but, you know, Sheldon Greed, uh, I mean, it's stretching it as a wild card, but I mean, other someone as someone that I think could run up front uh, for a lot of this race. But I mean, you could also talk about like Raphael Lazard, uh, uh, Chandler Smith, another KBM car, uh, people that, um, you know, I haven't really run like, I mean, they've been kind of up there top 10 ish, but certainly not like up in the lead or anything like that. So it could be somebody or people to look at as, you know, potential wild cards finishing top 10 or uh, maybe top 15. So we'll see. Yeah. Las Vegas is probably like the prototype track for the current truck series. Cause they ruined the truck series. Uh, with their BAS plus the big greenhouse that they have being a truck. Um, that's the prototype track for what they have. Um, Kyle Busch is probably going to take off and win. Um, if he has some sort of problem, it's going to be somewhat of an interesting race. The track uh, surface is wearing out a bit, so... Tires are going to be a problem. It's only a 130-something lap race, so it's quick. But um, traffic is a big deal at Vegas. Um, Tires are somewhat of an issue. And, you know, there's a lot of options. And, you know, Ben Rhodes is kind of – he's working with house money at this point. He's he's already in the playoffs, so – who knows? He might win the first three races of the year. At this point, it's not out of the realm. Uh, he's a guy that at some point in his career many years ago was winning a lot of races too. So uh, it might be able to go three for three. It wouldn't be out of the realm. Uh, they don't have the uh, Ilmore engines anymore, I guess, which is probably why they're not blowing engines the way they always seem to blow engines at Las Vegas. But we, that may happen, who knows, that since Thorsport has that habit of doing so. Um, Xfinity Series will um, also be there. Alsco Uniforms 300. Um, to go entry list, yeah. 
entry list. Let me see if it, yeah, Ty Dillon. Okay, so that's that's a good thing. So it won't be Kyle Bush. Um so there's three drive okay, so who the heck fails to qualify? So the seventy seven fails to qualify. Uh, Ninety-two. Trying to figure out who fails to qualify based on that. Yeah, they 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 have forty-three cars for forty. Like, why wouldn't they just start all? Of them? Who cares? Yeah, they're not qualifying, so why not just give them? I mean, they've yeah. already designed the pit stalls and everything to hold forty-three cars and everything. I don't, I don't get that one. It's like we're on the entry list, then it's like, sorry, you get sent home. Yeah, that's that's. That's where the guy like guys like Jordan Anderson get screwed. Like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to run a race until freaking May because of run a race till May at Coda. I'm like, this. Let them run and see what happens. Let them earn points. You know, it's just stupid. There was 43 spots in Xfinity and Cup forever. Like, just let them go and run. Andy Lally, seriously. Are you for real? Andy Lally's going to run an oval race? <laughs> wow. Oh, no, they're, they're not going to have any points because the hour cars are the 02 and the 23. So, yeah, he wouldn't make it. Uh, the 31, the 77 probably missed the show. That's what it would end up being. But, I mean, it would be cool to see that, but. Andy Lally running an oval. I mean, uh, I mean, I say that I think he won Cup Rookie of the Year uh, for the Racers Group way back when. So yeah, that was in 2011, but that was like basically he was the only rookie running the entire season, so he ran it or he won it by default. But I mean, yeah, it was wow. okay in truck uh, in like 2008 or 2009. Yeah, Andy Lally banged out Catherine Legg. He's he's done some stuff. I mean, he's a great driver. He's he does street luge, so God bless him to be able to go and do street luge. That's a whole nother level uh, of crazy. Um, unlike driving a race car, which is crazy in its own right. Um, Santucci will be out there in the way um, for Sam Hunt. Uh, you have the Harvard pieces of crap. Let's really look at it. So, I guess, um, where who do you look at this weekend? Vegas, of course. Um, Chase Briscoe won both Vegas races last year. Uh, the current driver, 98 car, probably isn't going to do it. Uh, in terms of the Xfinity Championship, you have uh, Austin Zindrick won the first race. Uh, you have a guy that isn't running for a championship won the second race. And then last week, Myatt Snyder, of course, locked himself in with Andy Street and the Tax Slayer Chevy. Um, another regular goes and solidifies themselves into this playoff. If so, who? If not, um, who do you look at, Josh? So, I mean, it's hard to pick for this race. There's several different people that could, or, you know, seven different cars that could potentially win this race. But I think, you know, it, it's going to be a battle, I think, between 
Austin Cindric, uh, probably Noah Gregson. Um, I mean, Justin Algar, I think he'll be up there too. Uh, I feel like he's definitely been competitive in the past at Las Vegas. So I could definitely see him up there. Uh, I think any of those three and also Harrison Burton. I mean, I feel like, you know, all those guys are good on mile and a half, so they can definitely uh, compete and lead laps and potentially own the race. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Noah Gregson here. I mean, yeah, I know he's crap, whatever, but I'm I'm going to pick him anyways. Uh, you know, he's probably still angry. Maybe maybe he gets uh, he's able to channel that anger and focus in on winning uh, this race on Saturday, and you know make make a, a hometown winner, I guess. Uh, in front of nobody, probably. I don't know if they're having fans or not, but uh, you know, why not go with the storyline? Have the the hometown guy win the race, uh, and so we'll see how that happens. Um, uh, I think you know a wild card that we have to look out for is the guy that replaced Chase Briscoe in the '98 car with uh, Riley Herbst, and that car won both races at Las Vegas last year. So I imagine. You know, Richard Boswell, their crew chief, is going to take the notes uh, that they had from that race last year and help Riley Herbst study up on that and, you know, maybe get some input from Briscoe. Maybe they're talking about that in-house or something like that and uh, get some tips and pointers and all that stuff. And, um, you know, maybe he pulls out like a, a top 10. I mean, let's, you know, let's be uh, generous and uh, realistic. I mean, I think a top 10 with that car, with uh, the race winning car from last year from both races at Las Vegas and Xfinity can definitely finish top 10, at least with a new driver this year, who's um, not really that great. So it's doable. Why not? Uh, but yeah, no Gregson pick and then wild card uh, Riley Herb. So I guess going with the hometown theme there for me. Yeah. You're going terribles for sure. <laughs> um, two terrible people. Um, one that, uh, his family lineage with terribles. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go. Uh, just looking at this here. Just taking a second. I'm probably stalling. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. I'm gonna go with Harrison Burton. Uh, Jason Ratcliffe as a screw chief. He has tons of cup experience. Uh, Harrison Burton is the kind of guy. Of course, his dad's one at this racetrack. It seems to be a trend with uh, Harrison Burton. He seems to follow wherever his dad's been able to be good at. He seems to be good at. Um, I think he comes through, finally closes here to start 2021. Of course, he lost his crew chief to Kyle Busch. But um, Harrison's the kind of guy, uh, you know, this race is a little longer. It is 200 laps. Um you're able to make things happen, long runs, stages a little longer. It fits uh, Harrison Burton's driving style. He's not an aggressive guy right at the start of the race or right at the start of the stage. He's more of the guy that goes and plays it out, long game, similar to his dad, of course. Um, Harrison Burton's my guy for um, a Saturday in terms of wild card, I'm going to pick Ryan Sieg. Ryan Sieg had uh, great runs last year in both Vegas races. Um, they did some uh, strategy. Uh, Cowboy Starlin, well-known as a great crew chief and kind of a gambler in Vegas. Um, you know, Sieg's now in a Ford 
so he's probably got better equipment. Um, they've kind of struggled at already so far in these early races. Wouldn't be a wouldn't be a bad spot for him to go and kind of kind of roll the dice and uh, pardon the pun and go and try to get this win because this Xfinity Championship. Once you boil it out, once you get rid of the Cup guys uh, running a lot of races or guys that used to be in cup running a lot of races. Um, this Xfinity championship can be tight um, if things lay out the right way. So Ryan C probably wants to go and finally get that, that first win uh, for sure. We will finish uh, tonight's uh, show in regards to the uh, previews and reviews and the whole bit um, with the Pennzoil 400 on uh, Sunday at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway which will only see 38 cars so they don't even have a full field uh, Justin Haley will be driving 77 Blow John McLeod will be doing double duty uh, Timmy Hill probably starting parking uh, Garrett Smithley was a start and park by life. Uh, Cody Ware, Joshua, yeah, that's all the Rick Ware cars waste. Um, yeah, I mean, there's guys. I mean, I, I, I look at it this way, which the, the question I'm going to pose to you, Josh, in regards to what our preview will be in terms of who you pick to win, I mean, I have a very hard time believing that one of the three guys that have won so far this year are going to repeat at Vegas, but it's the kind of track that could lend to that sort of thing. Um, do you, I guess the way I'm going to frame it is this. Do you think somebody that finished in the final four of the points championship last year wins on Sunday? Yes or no? If not, if, if yes, who? If not, who? Well, of the people that could, I mean, this is an easy one. It's a softball, actually, because of the people that finished in the top four uh, last year in the standings, uh, Joey Logano has won here the last two years in the spring race at Las Vegas. Brad Keselowski, also a former Las Vegas winner. So right there, you got two uh, people who've won at Las Vegas uh, in the past who've not only won there, but have ran top five uh, or, you know, top 10, at least since they've both been on team Penske in the gen six era. So I think either one of those guys will do it. And I probably go with uh, Joey Logano here um, being him, the defending win winner here at this race, the last two years. So I look for him to win the race uh, overall, but I would expect from the two and the 22, both to have very strong outings at uh, Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah, I know that in regards to uh, the final four, you have four strong candidates. Uh, Clyde's had his moments there. So is Hamlin, but the Penske duo of uh, Brad and Joey have had great runs and wins, multiple wins between the both of them. Uh, for me, 
I think I picked Harvick last week and he got a top five. Um, I'm going to keep on picking Harvick until he wins. Um, I think eventually it's going to happen because he's Kevin Harvick. Um, his son seems to win in a go-kart regularly. So at some point, um, he has to go and win too. So he goes and gets that piece of chicken at home. Um, happy anniversary to Kevin Delane, 20 years. And of course, now they have two uh, beautiful kids. One of them who's basically going to be uh, the next Kevin Harvick. Um, but yeah, I think Kevin Harvick is your winner on Sunday at Las Vegas. In regards to a wild card, somebody that could go and, you know, is outside of the points, like outside of top 20 in points, that could really um, do something. Uh, I'm trying to look at outside of top 20 points right now. Um, I think amongst the people that are outside of top 20 in points, the one the one driver that probably has a chance to really make this playoff and and do something crazy uh, if things land right is uh, Ryan Blaney. Uh, he's had great runs at Vegas over the years. He had great runs for the Woods. Um, he's had great runs with the 12 car. Um, he's a guy that if he can go and win this race on Sunday, a lot of pain and aggravation would get removed on his end and he'd be able to um, take care of things and he'd have a win at a one and a half mile racetrack. Yeah. I think for me, uh, if I'm going to pick a wild card, uh, I will go with Bubba Wallace. Um, Yeah. It's a new team and everything, but with the wild card there, I mean, he finished, in like sixth place in this race uh, a year ago. Um, and, you know, the Toyota camp, I feel like, can be very strong uh, at this racetrack as well. They've had a, a lot of success. And, you know, the I feel like mile and a half of the mile and a half tracks, like this race is fairly predictable, I guess. So, you know, as long as like they don't get caught up in somebody else's mess or they don't make some self-inflicted mistake or, you know, some kind of part failure. I feel like they, they could be there at the end, you know, being at least in the top 10 uh, or somewhere in that range, uh, you know, being able to get a solid finish and um, start to build on uh, the results for uh, this season and, uh, you know, begin to put together a you know, good season for Bubba Wallace. So I would look for him to be a wild card. I mean, I don't know about a win, but certainly, you know, at least a uh, top 10 or even like a top five uh, for this race. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there, I think in regards to Vegas with the long green flag runs, you consider certain teams right now that are on a high. There are options in regards to who's going to be up there. But um, for me, I don't know if it's as much about the race or as much about the food, but. Um, in regards to, um, I pick Kevin Harvick and, and for a wild card, Ryan Blaney, Ryan Blaney. And I mean, you have to look at, you have to look at Briscoe and that 14 car. 
um, as well. Uh, Redick, uh, you know, Suarez has been running well. No Neck and Chris Busher in the Roush cars. Those are two good ones. I mean, anybody who has a win is kind of rolling with house money. And that's something we're going to go and see what happens um, as we go on this weekend at Las Vegas. Uh, you can follow us here at Pod on Twitter, uh, com on WordPress. You can go and see our show. You can also see the show posted on my Twitter at Philip G. Matthew. Um, uh, Josh, um, where can we go? And or I guess for me, I went and gave my social so we can save that time anyway. But uh, tell us about your run uh, at Homestead in an Xfinity car and anything else we have going on here in the next week or two. Yeah, I think for the iRacing deal. I mean, I ran a couple of Xfinity races and ran cup once, uh, last night, but, uh, the Xfinity series on Saturday, they, uh, had the open series, you know, you, you have the open setup and, uh, longer race. It was like 90 laps, uh, compared to the fixed series, which is, you know, everybody has the same setup and it was like 45 laps, but the open series, um, uh, was definitely competitive, uh, for sure. Uh, I tried to run the top because that's what I wanted to run. I wanted to run that Tyler Reddick line, that Kyle Larson type line. Uh, but it's it's really hard to get up close to the wall and stay there. And you really have to be really precise with your steering inputs and uh, your brake inputs as well uh, and managing the throttle. So yeah, that, that line is like really, really tough. But uh, I mean, I tried it, but it just there just never was like enough speed, I think to uh really like have it come in so uh i mean you could do it off of a restart um and then there are certain points where you know if you're battling somebody else you could take the top line in turn one or in turn three and and come out on the other end ahead but as far as like maintaining that line and and making up time compared to the rest of the field it just wasn't there so uh ended up moving towards the middle and the bottom uh, trying to keep up with the field. And uh, I started like 15th. Um, I think it was like, what, like a 27 car field or something like that. And ended up finishing in eighth. So it wasn't bad. Uh, not really the result I wanted as far as, uh, I mean, I don't mind finishing eighth. It's just like the way I got there. I felt like kind of just hung around kind of, and, you know, some people fell out of the race or whatever. And, uh, I just uh, kind of just hung around there and was able to kind of stay somewhat competitive on, at the end, kind of on the restarts and try to, you know, make, make moves and everything, but uh, got to, I guess, you know, figure out like how to run the bottom at Homestead or the middle compared to the top um, when it's there. Um, of course, iRacing doesn't do as good of a job sometimes with modeling the uh, different lanes and lane choice and, um, the dynamic track, uh, compared, you know, like throughout the course of run, because sometimes the top, it has the speed and then sometimes middle or the bottom has the speed. So, uh, got to work on that a little bit, I guess, uh, the next time that they decide to go to Homestead, uh, for iRacing, but, uh, this week on iRacing, um, 
not sure yet which series I'll compete in. I'm probably going to do a little bit more focus on the road series, uh, trying to rank up from class C on the road side to class B uh, for the license, uh, which will open up the opportunity to compete in the uh, iRacing IndyCar series, which is the uh, open uh, setup series there and start learning how to prepare and set up a, the iRacing IndyCar or at least have more incentive to. So that's kind of the goal there on the roadside uh, cup and, you know, all the NASCAR stuff, they'll, they'll be at the Las Vegas track. And uh, I actually don't have the, I mean, you have to purchase every track in iRacing and uh, I have to, I'd have to buy I, uh, the iRacing version of Las Vegas motor speedway. So uh, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I could I, you know, just maybe want to focus on uh, the roadside and get better there. But uh, as always, you know, for my socials, you can follow my Twitter uh, at UCLR2, uh, Twitch, where we'll have the iRacing streams uh, uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash UCLR2. And as always, I mean, you can follow me on those places. Um, I mean, I'm, I might do some, uh, you never know, I might try and do some Call of Duty streaming. I don't know. I recently purchased Call of Duty on PlayStation, so I might uh, start streaming that if I feel like I'm, uh, like I want to do that. So, that that might be interesting too. Um, uh, yeah, those are basically you know, where you can follow me, and then you know we'll we'll interact there, and we got the YouTube up and running, so we'll uh, do some interaction there too. Um, so you know we'll continue to grow and and uh, uh, interact as we continue throughout the season. Hey, Phil. Sorry, sorry about that. I'm freaking zoning out. It's freaking Monday. Having a case of the Monday. So with me, you can follow us at Griftrip Pod. You can follow me at Philip G. Matthew. Uh the show will be on uh live will be on YouTube now. Thanks to Josh uh his help. Uh we're on uh YouTube now along with where you can find podcasts. Most of the uh regular places where everybody else is at. Um, you can find it on my uh, WordPress page, but also my Twitter, uh, the the show Twitter handle, but also my Twitter handle, at Philip G. Matthew. Um, yeah, I mean, you're on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, we're not on the sh- The show isn't on there yet. We're getting there, but we're we have things going on. Episode fifty definitely uh, went over a lot of stuff. Uh, Josh uh, covering for me because um, my old age is catching up to it. So thank you, man, as always for uh, being a good brother and being um, my right hand guy as always. Uh, we will be back with episode fifty one of the GSP next week going over Homestead or I'm going over Homestead. We're going over Homestead. <laughs> going over Las Vegas and uh we'll uh be going over wherever the F the next race is in the Cup series. I think Phoenix. Um let me just check that for my own sake. Um it'll be yeah Phoenix next week. Uh, then Atlanta and Bristol for before the Easter weekend. So yeah, Las Vegas and Phoenix. It would have been California. Um, after that, 
Um, we will talk about that. We'll talk about what other racing series, testing, Formula One, a lot of car reveals will be going on. So we'll talk about that. Probably spend some good time on Formula One. Um, other series, anything else that's going on. We got NHRA finally um, going at Gainesville. You have 12 hours of Sebring. Um, a lot to go on here on the GSP, and this is the place to be if you want to hear about all the different kinds of racing and uh, want to hear about sim racing because Josh is really good at it. Um, and then if you want to go and put up with the operator who um, is an old man and falls asleep at the wheel. Um, uh, take care of one another. Um, wear a mask. Stay safe. Um, go and get the vaccine if you can. Um, whatever you do, just take care of one another. Because we're here. It's only one life. We're trying to have fun. Trying to get back to the racetrack. Josh is able to get back to racetrack. I want to get back to racetrack. We're going to go and hang out, maybe at Bristol. Um, if not at Bristol, we're going to make something happen. Uh, we're going to make this GSP happen live for sure, and we're going to keep this thing going past 50 episodes. Um, thank you, Josh, for being my right-hand my my right -hand man, my friend, and uh, my brother for 50 episodes, and uh Let's go on till whenever it is. Hopefully we're we're at your mom's house with five hundred something episodes. But um we got a long way to go to get there. I'm gonna have to probably be a lot funnier than me falling asleep at the wheel. Um God bless everybody. Um thank you for listening, downloading, doing a whole bit. Give us a like, go and support us, and uh, we'll be back next week. Good night.